Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. This is Amy Barker. And this is Richard Gray. And from the Geek Actually Studios, this is Podcast Pillow Fort. And today... We didn't actually talk about how we were going to handle we, this we, part, we did we? We have not no. talked about it at all. But we are flying you blind. Go ahead. All right. So, <laughs> this is our fifth podcast. That's crazy. That's a lot of podcasts. And it is. I know. Our fifth little pod baby. Um, it's more than four. That is. One more than four. So, today we thought we'd take a break from our normal format. Yes. And I'm going to reappropriate or steal a format from a, a podcast that I've mentioned, I think, a few times so yes. far called Good Job Brain. And they're the, Which I like to call it Good Job Brian. <laughs> do you know what? They actually bought both domains <laughs> <laughs> just in case. So, yeah, because people do uh, screw up that word pretty regularly. So today we're going to take a leaf from their book. And in Good Job Brain, what they do on their fifth show, every fifth show, Mm. they take a break from their normal format and they have an all quiz bonanza. And so seeing that this is our fifth show, we thought we'd shake it up a little bit and we're going to do an all segment show. So we're going to go back, see all those things we've been missing for a while, maybe visit a few things because it has been, you know, we've been looking at things very specifically. You know, we're going to go in we're going to look at this show. We're going to talk about it and come in. But now, no. this is a free-for-all. Free-for-all. Just go to town. Whatever you want. But if I go to town, how will I record the show? <laughs> a really long cable Okay. to the mic. Okay, Done. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine yeah, with that. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, totally. We will do a few things that we uh, have done before. Like we'll do a few shout-outs and we'll come back around at the end. But yeah, so this will be our first um, all-segment show. Strap yourself in, kids. It's going to be a bumpy <laughs> ride. So shall I go first? Go ahead, Amy. Alrighty. What have you brought to the pillow for? I have brought a whole bunch of stuff. So the first one I've got today is a show called Working. And I think we talked a little bit about working when it first... I think two or three episodes had come out of that stage. That's right. Right when it had started. And it's David Plotz and it's the Slate Magazine people. So we love Slate. They do all kinds of great stuff. And this one in particular, this particular episode of this show is... um, it has the guitarist from They Might Be Giants, and I love They Might Be Giants. I've seen them. Mm. I saw them last time they were in Sydney. They did uh, the whole Flood album, but they did it in reverse. So they ended up on Istanbul, not Constantinople. Because <laughs> so, you can't lead with that. You can't lead with that song. You have to end on that song. That's true. So what he had, he had one of the Johns, because there's the two Johns in, in They Might Be Giants. <laughs> and so it was um, John Flansburg. And if you know the Johns, he's sort of the bigger guy. And he was talking about not just being in a band, but specifically uh, about touring in a band and what it's like to tour, what it's like to be a band with that longevity yeah. on tour. So it was really, really fun. It's If you are a They Might Be Giants fan or you just like the Slate stuff, I highly recommend it. And I've got a little clip here. And this is one of uh, uh, the hosts, David Plotz, had asked John about if he has any pre-show rituals or superstitions about, about a show. I do have some superstitions. I actually... Oftentimes we'll go back to the hotel between sound check, or we'll go out to dinner but between sound check and the show. And coming back to, to the venue, if, if we come back around the front of the venue, if there is not at least a person standing in front of the venue, I feel like, I, I feel like uh, it's very unlucky. And, and it's, the, the person standing in front of the venue is the symbol of there being too many people inside to hold everyone who wants to be inside. And it's not really based on anything. 
but I'm, I'm, it, it, uh, it has often made me very nervous to go by the venue and not see people outside. Couldn't it be just everyone is so excited to be in the theater? They're like, I can't, I can't wait out here. I need to be up there. I need to get as close to the stage as possible. That would, that would be what a reasonable mind would probably move towards. Also, you know, people being outside probably just means you're further down south and people want to smoke. but i really like that episode and he talks to uh this particular show he doesn't just talk to famous people he talks to people from all different types of work you know i mean he did have uh there was a a preacher which i you heard you listened to that episode i hadn't heard that one yeah yeah that was the third episode yeah so yeah that one but definitely go find the one by they might be giants so So that's my first one that podcast is called working Working. yep so it's it's usually it's slates working i think yes if you're looking for it for sure um now you had two johns you mentioned on yours so i've got two johns on the first one i'm bringing (gasps) here it's a podcast called snap snap (laughs) snapple Mm, snapple (laughs) Oh, damn. Um, it's a podcast called Nerd Corner, which is definitely in our wheelhouse. I was going to say. Now, uh, I know a man who's already squeeing in delight having heard the name of this podcast. <laughs> he gets mentioned with alarming regularity on our other show, Behind the Panels. Really? So I am, of course, talking about John Day, ah. JD, who uh, Nerd Corner is kind of an offshoot of uh, Trackmate in the Wilderness, which is his Star Trek podcast. Fabulous. Uh, it's a Deep Space Nine podcast, part of the Trackmate network. Nice. And uh, but this is JD, the other John, mm. uh, and Fez on this particular episode that I'm going to play here. Uh, Nerd Corner is a little bit more of an all-purpose geekery kind of show than sure. Trackmate because I think they found themselves talking about other stuff that wasn't Star Trek Just related. Just sidebar, 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 so sidebar. they did this show. This, this particular episode, they were talking about a couple of uh, different events they went to, PAX and so forth. Uh-huh. They also talked about going to Oz Comic Con Sydney. Oh. In this particular episode, where they happened to see um, a live podcast no while way. they were there. So we saw the panel boys. They had a live show there. Yes, our friends from Behind the Panels over at BehindThePanels.net. Yeah, great that, show. That was really cool. They just recorded their standard podcast from on the stage. So they did all the segments, the whole thing. They had guests as well. First day was Nicola, Nicola Scott. Yep. Late of Earth 2 and Birds of Prey and Superman and Batman and all these things. And who was the other one? Um, Freddie K. Williams. Freddie K. Williams was the other who one. Who's done bits of everything as well. Yep. Second day was Ryan K. Lindsay, who has done a heap of indie stuff, and he started to just sort of crack into the odd backup and whatnot. Yeah. And he had another gig for Image, but I cannot remember for the life of me what it was. As someone who is not a Western comic book fan, I was still thoroughly entertained by that pod- by their podcast. By their, their podcast slash panel? Uh, their podcast slash panel. I love it. Absolutely. I thought it was thoroughly entertained. It was great. And good on them. And good on them. And I want a comic. You did win a comic. I did win a comic. You won a copy of um, Killing Joke. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's a good comic to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. They said it was. And I had a great chat with uh, McVeigh, actually, on Sunday uh, about it. Yep. Saying that, oh, I enjoyed it, but I did think it was overrated. <laughs> that's because you... That's I know. Cause... I know blasphemy, right? <sighs> this is because, though, he listens... I to... listened to a whole podcast on the Killing Joke. Okay. With, with Nicholas it. Scott and Freddie K. Williams on it, gushing over it. Now, and not a comic book reader, obviously. And he lives with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's serious. So, I mean, that's taking down Killing Joke, really. Yeah, uh, that's, oh my god! Uh, the, the book, not the band. Oh well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that one was was vaguely self serving. That clip, <gasps> really. But I did want to point out that for two reasons. One, mm. we another podcast I do get got mentioned on a podcast. Wow. And talk also, about a meta spiral. It was a meta spiral. And this is a podcast about that oh podcast. We're just talking about our ah. podcast. But also, My brain uh, hurts. but also, it's a good podcast. Go and listen to it. No yeah, corner. So yeah. those guys are great. And also, we're under contract to mention John D. <laughs> 
on every show on our network. <laughs> Hi, Jandy. Hey, Jandy. Oh, very good. And I and I know John. Uh, uh, the other John network is also a fan uh, of of this show. So uh, hi to you as well. Hello. <laughs> For who from now on will be referred to as Other John? Other John. Yes, he has a new name. There's John D and Other John. Other John. Done. <laughs> Amy. Back to me. Have you, does your podcast have any Johns on it? Uh, no. Oh. No, I think I'm. I think I'm done with Johns for I the moment. This was the All John Spectacular. No, that's the next show. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, so I'm. I'm going big. I think I'm all big on all of mine today. Uh, so Radio Lab. Mm. Oh my God, Radio Lab with Jad Appumrod, whose name I have pronounced about ten thousand times, but I can't say why at the moment. And Robert Krolwich. It's. Are it, you this- hoping to meet next year? By the way, Jad Appumrod. No. Don't say anything. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Okay. More later. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to talk about two episodes. Yes. But I'll come back to the second one in a minute. The first one is a more recent episode. It's uh, called In the mm. Dust of This Planet. And the title of that this particular episode comes from the title of a book. And it is Jad Appumrod's brother-in-law who is uh who's an academic and i happen to work with a bunch of academics so it really resonated with me (laughs) (laughs) and he's a philosopher so he uses really big words to describe really insanely intense emotions and oh god the words that they were saying and i mean i'm a reasonably smart person i'm going i have no fucking idea what you're talking about but this book in the dust of the planet in the dust of this planet is about nihilism and that nothing matters and it just you know the world it, it, it doesn't it could all just drop tomorrow and it wouldn't matter at a wit and so he writes this book i'm not going to tell you the whole story because it's worth listening to Mm. but this particular one so he writes this book it goes out there it does its thing and then it ends up in a jay-z video (laughs) and i'm not going to trace how i'm not going to trace why go and listen to the episode to find that but one of the really interesting people they interviewed a whole bunch of people in regards to this book and how it ended up where it did but this woman that they interviewed june ambrose who is a stylist slash costume designer she works with all the big ones rihanna and beyonce and obviously jay-z and one of the things that they came to was that what she does by styling and picking the clothes for these artists and these people is that she sort of whispers messages mm. that the communication that she does with her work isn't the big immediate message. It's the stuff you take away later. It's the sort of subtle background stuff. Mm. And so what had happened and how this relates back to the book is that she found this jacket with the cover of this book, this in the dust of this planet had been made into a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or whatever. And then it was put on the back of this leather jacket, which then ended up in the Jay-Z video. (laughs) How it ends up there seriously is worth listening to this for, but I do have a clip of June Ambrose talking about her work and this particular video. So like, why did you choose that jacket? Um, you know, it's something very menacing about it. It's almost like, the aftermath that there was something going on that was periling the end of an era the beginning of something new she says in the back of her head she was thinking about how the music industry might be dying it's definitely in a place where it's like what now you can hear it in the music and you know if this is the biggest tour in history really what now you know and these are the whispers that you hear but she says one of the loudest whispers was super simple just Here's a guy, massive pop star. Like a sovereign. He's in the desert, it's about to go down. The end of the world is literally on his back. But 
It was almost as if he didn't even know that was on his back. You know what I mean? It's like that was the afterthought. Like, oh, yeah, the world's ending. Psst, I don't care. Going out and stuff. In other words. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid. Wasn't afraid. You know what? That's what that's what this we talk about whispers. That's what I get from it. Now, now that you said that, it's not so much I don't give a shit, I'm not afraid. Yeah. I mean, we all have to leave the planet. You know, everybody has their day. What you work on is not being afraid when you have to leave. I love wow. that. I know. They just create, well, Jed Appenrod's background is in sound design. That's yeah. what he did his you degree on. And you yeah. can, I mean, they have such a different feel to that particular podcast. It's, it's amazing. And, the what I forgot to mention was that the jacket that was used that was on Jay Z was in that weird little mini video clip that they did for the on the run tour, the Beyonce Jay Z mm-hmm. promotional thing that they did. Probably one of the weirdest promotional things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And I hadn't seen it in ages and I went back and watched it and I'd forgotten how violent it was. My mm. God. But, you know, hey, it, it was a huge tour and just how this weird little obscure mm. philosophy book that probably half a dozen academics around the world read ended up on the back <laughs> of Jay-Z's, you know, the biggest pop star in the world. It's fucking brilliant. It's like you say, who, who you know fresher than Hove. Riddle, <laughs> riddle me that. <laughs> a little bit about nihilism. So yeah, that's that's my second pick for this one is uh, In the Dust of This Planet from Radiolab. So go find that one. Back to you. Back to me. Well, if we're going big... Uh, we, have to, <laughs> we have to go. Oh, God, yeah. We have to talk about uh, probably one of the first big podcasts I started listening to when I started podcasting with David, David McVeigh, of course, who did get mentioned in my first clip. He did. He was the McVeigh that got mentioned in that. <laughs> uh, and also because he's uh, producing the show contractually, I have to mention him. Uh, four and a half times. Four and a half times yes. a, an episode. Yeah. Yes. Um, although, check. <laughs> although if you listen to Behind the Panels next week, mm. uh, next issue, he will be referred to as David McGoo. Uh, <laughs> whole whole other story there. I don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> the, I don't want to know. The show that I that in fact it was David who turned me on to the show, which was Hollywood Babylon, mm. which is uh, Kevin Smith's uh, podcast that he does with Ralph Garman. Now Kevin yes. Smith does a metric shit ton yes. of podcasts. Officially. Officially yes. metric shit ton. Yes. And uh, but this this is the one that appealed to me most because it was the one that was about uh ho- was about Hollywood. It's yeah. about news, it's about entertainment news. It's it's two guys. It's he does it with Ralph Garman who is what's well, a polite way of saying a, a, I don't know who a, he is. a less than A-list actor. <laughs> Uh, who is also does a lot of comedy, does a lot of radio, okay. has a radio show in, 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 okay. in LA, oh, I think sense. it is. Yeah. That makes sense. So he, he does this with, but he's but he's also got this other career as, as a B-grade actor and he appears right. in a lot of, you know, uh, you know asylum type films and uh, things like that as well. But he's also, okay. do, does it has a lot of voices, a lot of voice work as well. Normally it's a live show. Right. Normally this is a, um, a, uh, a, roughly somewhere between an hour and a half and two hour live show depending Often when they do it, Ralph Garman tends to be drunk uh, because, uh, and he often says that he's meaner and therefore funnier uh, when he's drunk. The clip I've pulled, though, is not from one of their live shows. It's from one of their most recent um, uh, in-studio shows because Kevin Smith's been out uh, touring with his uh, film. Yes. Uh, they had a whole lot of other things happening that they couldn't get into to do a live show that particular yes. week. So this is one that they do in-studio, which from my understanding is basically Kevin Smith's living room. Well, uh, you know, which it, is whatever works. It's just a more decked out studio than most people have in their studios. Right, I can imagine. Uh, but this particular one was just the two of them sitting down, no audience. Yeah. I actually preferred um, 
Uh, yeah, they call them home shows. Home shows. Uh, because of that. It's, uh, well, it's like when Greg Proops does his at home and it's the Fortress of Pruppitude. Fortress of Pruppitude or the Porpoise of Fruititude. Porpoise of Fruititude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this particular one, they talked about a lot of stuff. They talked about nostalgia TV. They talked about Bill Cosby, oh, of course. Oh, I listened to the Bill Cosby which was, Yeah, that's uh, – and, and Garmin really. And, yeah. and you can actually – when Kevin Smith, uh, you know, talks a lot about himself – uh, but a little when, bit. But when you when you hear him talking about things like Cosby, he sounds genuinely heartbroken. Yes, that he, he did. has to hear this yes. stuff. But yes, yes. This bit, <laughs> God, this is a bit where Ralph gets a little riled up because they start talking about. And I would have loved to have heard him have this rant drunk. Uh, <laughs> but this is where he starts talking about Will Smith's children and a recent interview that they did. Because every day is their school, Kevin. Life is their school. Kids got a point about driver's ed though. Fuck <laughs> him. <laughs> So hard. Tell them what the driver's ed quote is. All right, let me uh, skip ahead. Uh, They don't go to school, okay? And Jaden says, here's the deal. School is not authentic because it ends. It's not true. It's not real. Our learning will never end. The school that we go to every single morning, we will continue to go to. Is that fucking bullshit university? Is that the school you go to every morning? He's talking like the old man in Kung Fu. Yeah. A lot of people are saying this is like Scientology speak too. Yes. Like a lot of this stuff comes yes. from that Very world much. and those teachers. Smells like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I can't say for sure, but of the interactions I've had with Scientology, that, that smells like it. Jaden says, kids who go to normal school are so teenagery, <laughs> so angsty. I like the one where she was like, they're always tired. <laughs> she goes, they never want to do anything. Willow says, they're so tired. <laughs> Because, you know, we had to, to get, get it up, up and go to the and bus go to school stuff. and do six hours, <laughs> do homework when we get home, we maybe get have to, a part-time job. We didn't hang out with our own private sensei who fucking taught us some mysticism. Willow says, I went to school for one year. It was the best experience, but the worst experience. The best experience because I was like, oh, now I know why kids are so depressed. But it was the worst experience because I was depressed. <laughs> Jaden says, this is Kevin's quote that he likes. You never learn anything in school, starts with. (laughs) Think about how many car accidents happen every day. Driver's ed? What's up? Is that that a question? Yes. Driver's ed? What's up? Was he on stage doing a bit? What's up with driver's ed? (laughs) What is the deal with driver's ed? There's no guy named Ed in that class. (laughs) Kramer, Kramer, there's no driver's ed. There's a driver's bill. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I listened to that a few times. It still cracks me up. Oh, my God. Seriously. I don't know what's that all sadder than the, the, the Jaden and Willow Smith. Oh, but, seriously. Uh, seriously. Yeah. Oh, my. I, oh, I wish you could. I wish eye rolling had an actual audio component yeah. that I could just, because I, I don't think I could roll my eyes any harder at that. <laughs> No, so that's good. So normally they do a live show. So normally you would hear a rant like that done while yes. Ralph is somewhat inebriated because people keep buying him drinks oh. throughout the show. So again, um, like Greg Proops. Like Greg Proops, yeah. <laughs> so uh, can you imagine Greg Proops and Ralph Garland <gasps> on the show together? Oh my God. That should totally happen. Kittens. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of drinks, uh, no, 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 we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. So, oh, you're still on Radio Lab. I'm still on Radio Lab. Oh. I'm a little obsessed with Radio Lab at the moment. Nice. I've gone back. See, because you know, I I kind of gotten away from a little a bit for a bit. Huh? Using my words, uh, I'd kind of gotten away from Radio Lab for a little bit when we started this project because you know it was it's a very well known show and I was trying to find things that maybe people didn't know about. So now I've gone back and I'm catching up on a few things. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about 
if someone hasn't listened to this show before, what would be a good entry point? Yes. And I came at Colors as just one of my, oh God, it's such a good show. Um, it's a good show. The thing, something that's always intrigued me is the idea of color, whether uh, the perception of color is internal or external. You know, if you look at something that's red and I look at something that's red, if I were to climb into your brain and look at it, would it look exactly the same? It, so where is your perception about it? And that's what a lot of this show is about. It, it talks about other things, but it goes into a little bit about how we have that understanding about it. And they do have somebody coming on. And I'm getting my notes because we had, oh, do you know what we forgot to mention? Why yeah. this show's late. No, this show's late. <laughs> There's a reason this show didn't go out when, when it was supposed to go out last week. Yep. Um, we, we, we were in a car. We were in a car. Uh, there And there was another car. Briefly. Yes. Uh, and there was another car. A and taxi. Then a taxi. And the, the car's decided that they they liked each other a yes, lot. Yes, they did. And, and and they they wanted to to touch a little bit. Touch. Yeah. They, we, they, let's put it this way. I wanted to be in one lane, the taxi wanted to be in the same lane at the exact exact same time. time. Doesn't work well. Did didn't didn't work well. Yes. And the car so, was not drivable. No, so, so we, we're okay. We're okay. Uh, the car's in the shop. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a little while. I, Have still a rental. I still wake up screaming, but yes. other than that. <laughs> we'll get <yes>. past that. <laughs> so back to Radio Lab. So that's why we're a bit late. Sorry about that. Um, so Both of you, we're sorry. Yes, yes. All two of you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Um, so <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly my brother. So with this one... Uh, they're talking a lot about philosophers and science and how the perception of color, which is, it, it makes my little brain hurt, but I do love it so. And they have this guy on who comes in, this guy, Jonah Lair, who comes in regularly to talk about color, to talk about philosophy and science and the sort of intersection of these things. And I think I've got a clip here uh, of uh, Jonah talking about um, uh, Goethe and his how he decided his perception of color sort of came, his ideas about it came about. One day he is walking in the park and he spots these yellow crocuses, and he looks at the yellow crocuses and admires their petals. It's you know it's early spring and they're blooming, and then he quickly turns away. And in an instant, he suddenly sees this dash of violet across his eyes. He still sees the shape of the flower. But now it's violet. It's the opposite of yellow. He hadn't rubbed his eye. He hadn't stuck a needle in it. And yet, there it was. It seemed just as real. As real as the yellow crocus. And yet he knew it wasn't real. It came from inside his mind. And, and it was, you know, something, you know, we've all hallucinated colors. You can press on your eyeball or close your eyes and you see this riot of fireworks. But for Goethe, that simple observation leads him to think that maybe color isn't simply about the external universe, and maybe our perception of colors began in the world, but maybe it was finished inside the mind. And today, hundreds of years later, this is still an open question. I know. It's so different from it's... the Matt Smith stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Just yeah, we, a little we got, bit. We got, we We're we go bouncing from, all over the place we today. We go from uh, uh, crucifying Jaden and Willow Smith yes. to, co to color theory. <laughs> to color theory. I love it. That's really good. I Actually, I was, I was listening to that episode when I was pulling that clip. It's yeah, really, really It's fascinating. really interesting. Yeah. And they also have, and I've written this word down because I will get it wrong. Um, they talk about people who have their color perception is wider than the normal mm. uh, perception. And the... The condition, and it only occurs in women, and mm, that's tetram not fair. sorry, too bad, so sad for you. Mm. Uh, tetramancy, 
And it, it just means we can see uh, uh, colors that other people can't see. And they speak to this woman who is a tetram... God, I'm Tetramansa? Say, that's it. Yeah. God, it sounds like she should be able to, you know, <laughs> conjure up things. I can summon colors <laughs> from the darkest depths. <laughs> that too. <laughs> and she's amazing. And they do some tests on her. Mm. And it's, yeah. But also, again, it goes back to that whole thing with the create of space for you to come into. Mm. And it is a lot about science and it is a lot about philosophy, but I don't think it's, it's un, unobtainable. It's not unreachable. It's, it's no, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really easy to listen to. Yeah. It's, it's kind a good of, one. yeah, it's sort of like 99, 99% visible yes. in that sense. They talk about some really heavy stuff yes. and get really theory, but it, it, it accessible. Exactly. Accessible. That's exactly what it is. Um, which brings me to a uh, podcast that I've mentioned a few times before. And if, oh, I've, yeah. if I've gone slightly British, <laughs> it's because this is The Bugle, uh, an audio newspaper for a visual world. Uh, <laughs> this is, of course, John HBO's uh, last week, this week tonight, last week tonight. Yes. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, and, and, and late of The Daily Show's John yes. Oliver Yay. and Andy Saltzman, also a comedian. Uh, I've mentioned this uh, show, I think, a couple of episodes ago. I think so, yeah. I think it was in the What I've Been Learning uh, section, which we're not having this week. But nope. this was a clip. I had to pull this clip. This is a great uh, show to listen to. It's a great comedic yeah. current affairs thing. If you, if you don't think uh, John Oliver um, once a week is enough, well, you get him twice a week if you listen to this podcast. Right. Uh, if they do it every week. Sometimes they don't because he's in New York, uh, Andy Saltzman's uh, in the UK. Oh, geez. And they do it over Skype or uh, presumably. But yeah. It's, it's a, it's a Ooh, well-produced technology. show. Technology. Technology. <laughs> uh, this, this, this particular episode, they were talking about – Uh, A prime minister that you might be familiar with. (laughs) The G20 was hosted by Australia and their um, entertaining uh, prime minister, Tony Abbott, uh, entertaining not necessarily in in a particularly good way. Um, And um, a few weeks ago, he claimed that, uh, he said these exact words, I'm going to shirt front Mr Putin. You bet I am. Shirt front. Now, this uh, is, uh, I wasn't aware of the term Shirt fronting, I assume it's an ancient Australian mating ritual dating back to the 1970s in which dominant males resolve disputes by approaching each other whilst wearing shirts and then grinding their chests into each other until the stronger man's shirt has worn away due to friction, hence shirt fronting, which also explains why Australian men so often wear no shirt or an unbuttoned shirt to suggest that they have successfully shirt fronted all other competing males. So this is what uh, what Abbott was... um, was going to do. Uh, his, uh, the leader of the opposition in Australia, Bill Shorten, described Abbott's uh, shirt front threat to Putin as a brain snap, uh, which is very promising, John. That's the first signs of any activity in Tony Abbott's brain since he became Prime Minister. <laughs> as a result of this, there was another story that a convoy of heavily armed Russian warships, including at least one high-powered missile cruiser, was in international waters very close to Australia's northern coastline. Now, that's, I mean, that is very much a man responding to the leader of a country he views as beneath him. <laughs> Tony Abbott claimed this is just part of freedom of navigation. It's nothing to worry about the fact that there were some f***ing massive Russian warships. And let's bear in mind where this is, John. These are Russian warships near Australia. There is not a lot of Russian coastline near Australia, unless they're looking for that bit of the Kamchatka Peninsula that was snapped off in the 1950s in a rogue nuclear test. <laughs> <laughs> I love those guys. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, I, they, and they mention uh, um, uh, Australian politics a few times. Do a few, they? Just a few weeks ago they were talking about 
Um, I think I think it was the, the episode I mentioned yeah. uh, a few weeks ago where they were talking about a a, a man. There's an Australian man who was apparently surfing a, on a dead whale. Well, um, you know, you got to do something. Surrounded by sharks. Um, and <laughs> that is so Then Australian. they followed it up with something else Tony Abbott had done, proving that a man surfing uh, a dead whale uh, surrounded by dead sharks was not the stupid Australian <laughs> <laughs> that month. So, uh, yeah, they, 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 uh, they, they're, they're the cast of Wide Net. So it's a little bit like the format of uh, any of those shows, I think, yeah. show or anything. They're kind of similar sort of rhythm, but it's very British. And yes. uh, as you heard, uh, on that clip, so very, very distinctive set of hu- uh, sense of humor, and they can probably get away with a bit more on the podcast, and they yes. can, you know, the, the they, audience doesn't have to be as they broad. sense themselves as you heard in oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah, so. but I mean, just the subject matter doesn't have to be as palatable as broad. Yes. You know, yeah. they can they can get a little bit more <laughs> surfing to death. <dead laughs> so whale. sometimes it's a little bit like you know they're doing little stand up bits at each other. Yeah, but it's, it's, right. it's quite a good. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I'm good with that. And now for something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 all big shows today. Like it's all big clips today. So uh, my next pick for uh, our all clip show is Dinner Party Download, which I realize I've misspelled on the show notes. Um, with okay, Rico, part or, yeah, exactly. Which with, part of the dinner do you download? <laughs> <laughs> if you're not familiar with this show, which Jesus, if you listen to podcasts, you really should listen to this one. Well, besides this one, but you know that podcast, uh, Dinner Party Downloads a very structured show. They have segments that they do every time. Um, they talk a little about history. They talk the history and drinking, which is uh, a really nice mix of things. They have great guests and the hosts, Rico Galliano and Brenda, That's Brendan. That's a great name. It's a fantastic name, isn't it? And Brendan Francis Noonan have actually been hosts on uh, uh, Top Chef in oh, the States. Wow. Uh, not hosts, uh, uh, judges. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I, I think that's what we should shoot for one day is being able to be, you know, Host judges. on Top Chef? Guests, guest judges to like, you know, yeah. the, the, the taste test and pick the winner. I'd totally yeah. be down for that. Yeah. I don't want to do one in MasterChef Junior so I can make some children cry. <laughs> <laughs> Only Your souffle you- was pathetic. <laughs> pathetic. Take it back. <laughs> back with you at the back of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I did have a lovely chat with the guys from Dinner Party Download on Twitter this week, which was so nice. Ooh. They we had a little, you know, we were talking about stuff. It was kind of nice. That is cool. Yeah, and one of the, so and one of the sec- segments that they do each time is a segment called, called Small Talk. And so they say, okay, every week there's all these news articles that you 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 know you go back and forth about. But if you're going to a dinner party on the weekend, everybody's going to be talking about the same thing. Mm. So they give you something different, an alternative small talk. Uh, subject to to bring up at the dinner party mm. on the weekend and we have one here hopefully Richard has it queued up somewhere <laughs> S- smooth smooth we are smooth as silk today <laughs> now for something you might not have heard we are joined by Rehan Harmansi she is a senior editor at Fast Company magazine Rehan what story are you going to be talking about this weekend I'm going to be talking about Disney's no fly zones is this a new new ride on Disney? Is this like, or is this a way you get to skip lines for a lot of money? No, 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 no. Um, the skies over Disneyland have been declared national defense airspace. <laughs> Why? This is the home of Tomorrowland, where they research the future. Yeah, is Space Mountain actually a missile silo? What are we protecting? Well, so this is a based on a law passed in 2003 that recently came back to light this week because the FAA posted a few very mysterious reminders to pilots on their website reminding them, please don't fly over Disneyland or Disney World. <laughs> so um, weird. Yeah, it is really weird. But actually, there's a 
significant evidence that the reason for this law is not, in fact, that we're terrified of terrorist attacks on Disney World, but Disney is trying to prevent aerial advertising. So does that go for other theme parks? It actually doesn't. A Disney lobbyist is credited with this um, provision tucked into a 2003 spending bill. Wait, so Bush Gardens, you can just no, you fly can with a biplane with like a, with a Bud Light advertisement <laughs> out of the back of your plane? <laughs> I want to say, though, that this is not a victimless measure. Over 100 aerial advertisers have gone out of business um, and they say it's due to this no-fly Disney law. So like entire businesses were based on flying over Disneyland? Yes. <laughs> well, yes. when you're standing in line, you have a lot of time to look exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> These are That's crowds true. with nothing around them besides sky and maybe some yeah. Disney princesses. You need some reading material. All right. <laughs> Rayon Armancy, thanks for the small talk. Thank you, guys. That seriously, yeah, I mean, I know Disney comes up a few times, has come up a few times already, and I'm yes. sure it will in the future. But that's crazy talk. That that is crazy. I, I'm a big Disney apologist, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're aggressive about like even around Disneyland, yeah. they bought up a lot of the hotels, yeah, or, or, or bought or made deals with them because they didn't want little uh, mom and pop, yeah, um, hotel chains around there, sort of sullying the Disney image. But I love that. I love having alternative dinner party. Yeah. So you don't, you don't get to a dinner party and just have that awkward moment where you're going, so was, uh, you know what nobody talks about anymore? Genital warts. <laughs> Does anyone, anyone want to? Anyone? Order? Ooh, anyone? Crab cakes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I actually brought this up. We had a, a staff, because it's coming close to Christmas, so yes. we had like a staff lunch and we were all walking back from lunch and I actually even brought this story up. Wow. I said, did you know? <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> and it, it was it was well received. So, so just a fine I podcast. took it for no, I it's took it for practical. a test drive. I took this Ooh. this particular story for a test drive, and I can say with certainty that it went over very well. So, I think you have something else. Well, Are we going completely different? My, no, uh, no, no, totally different. <clears throat> my final podcast Aww. salvo for uh, this episode is going to be uh, a podcast you found and, and tuned me on to. Yep, uh, it's called My Favorite Album. So good. It's the other conversation we have a lot is around music. A little bit. A little bit. And uh, this one is actually hosted by Jeremy Dillon. He's a filmmaker, marketing and social media guru and music video director. He's, he's done a whole He's got a lot of slashes. He's between, got a lot of slashes yeah. in his name. He's, he's, <laughs> he's also directed uh, a few films, including uh, documentary Jim Waterdale, King of the Broken Hearts. There you go. Uh, this particular episode I'm going to talk about talks about a, a band that, that I'm quite fond of. But what he tends to do is get either a musician or yes. an industry person in uh, to talk about their favorite album. Awesome. And, uh, and don't I love that? Yeah. I remember back in the day, back when, you know, you used to buy albums, like mm, actual, records. you know, vinyl albums, and they would have all the liner notes and, you know, mm. I'd like to think this and I remember that and, and you'd see and that's how you'd find other music, yeah. you know? And and this this particular guy has a band. This 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 particular episode is a guy who's from the Australian Institute of Music, but he's uh, his name's Danny Yao, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's a musician for a band called The Reservations. Uh, it's quite cool. Look them up cool. online uh, as well. But he's also a UMI super fan, <laughs> uh, which which is something which is I am I'm a little bit of a fan of Timmy Rogers. Just a little bit. For our international listeners, uh, UMI is the greatest band ever. <laughs> Uh, just in case you weren't sure. Um, and uh, in fact, Danny Yao is such a, a fan that his Twitter mm. handle is Yao Am I. <laughs> oh, that's so clever. Which is quite brilliant. I love that. Uh, but this one they're talking about, probably Yao Am I's best album, yes. uh, which is Hourly Daily, is their third 
and uh, most awarded but uh, financially, but least financially successful ah. album. Um, and would you? So, if someone isn't a, uh, isn't familiar with UMI, yes. would that be a good starting point? For it them would to be get because they actually did two episodes. They did the previous one was on Hi Fi Way, which is their previous album. Yep. But, but every episode that they've had Neil Finn on there talking about no. But I mean, the, uh, if if the band UMI, oh, if, if somebody band, wanted to, if somebody didn't know I about would say, UMI, I would say start ha- there. I would say that or yeah. their best of. But oh well, there's but, always that. But out if you're gonna if you if you don't like best ofs, yeah, which I, I didn't for the longest time. No. Me neither. I wanted to get records. Yeah, uh, exactly. Hourly Daily is the uh, is the record to get, mm, and mm. you'll hear here's a little bit of uh, Danny Yao talking about why he loves this album, but for a particular reason because it's a very Sydney based album. Ah, uh. the really important thing for me about this record was that sense of Sydney and localness. Yeah, the idea that this was happening so close. I had a friend in school who lived in Glebe who had a friend who had a house that looked over Tim Rogers' house or something like that. (laughs) And he told me once that he was over on a Saturday afternoon and Tim Rogers and, like, some other people who looked like rock stars were just jumping on a trampoline, you know, having beers, smoking, sunglasses sort of thing in the backyard. And for me, that was so cool. I I mean, I listened to your Pete Thomas episode about Jimi Hendrix and talking about that idea that Jimi Hendrix was an alien. Yeah, yeah. For me, the idea of being a band in the inner west was so seductive. To get up the bond for an inner west flat, it worked for anybody if it wasn't working for a dad. She's back to scene. <laughs> and it turns into a karaoke podcast really yeah, quickly. really fast. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's a great... Uh, that was always the first episode I listened to because it was a favorite album of mine. Yeah, I listened to a couple yeah. of other uh, episodes and there are people, as I said, there are people Neil like... Finn. Neil, Neil Finn's Finn on one really of them. Good. He actually does, I think, two different shows. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And I think he's talking about Beatles records yeah, on that. Yeah. So that's quite good as well. Yeah. So. Uh, so there's there's more obvious records like that, but then you, you there's you know less uh, less uh, more obscure bands as sure. well uh, that you find out about as well. Yeah. And if you're an international listener, a lot of the Australian bands might be absolutely unfamiliar to you to as you. well. Yeah. Uh, I actually found about other podcasts from listening to this as well. Because oh, yeah? Danny Yao actually hosts a podcast called Ninety Percent Hits, oh, uh, which is about uh, songs of the nineties. Oh, so, very nice. We might have to look at that one. Yeah, it's definitely cool. a good one. So I I really enjoyed that that podcast, and it's one that I've I've kind of following through and just going through and cherry picking my favorite yes, yes. Uh, records at I the do moment. that with the film ones too yeah. I have a tendency just to when it's a film based podcast to listen to the ones where I've heard where I've seen that film or I have a particular resonance with that film interesting fact because I know you're a Dylan Thomas fan yeah uh, the um, Hourly Daily is a basically uh, a Sydney version of Under, uh, Under Milkwood Aww, so there you go lovely just facts there you go putting uh, it out there because uh, you know I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> we do like learning. Mm, uh, learning. <laughs> <laughs> Back to me. Okay. But, you know, because it you is again. all about me. It's all about me. <laughs> I have one more. And this one, I have to say, this was, uh, this came to me from my sister-in-law, who lives in Chicago, and she said, I know. Hi, Amy's sister-in-law. Hi. Well, and her name's Amy as well, yeah. which is really <laughs> kind of weird and sort of meta all by itself. Um, so she, this is one of those ones that I kept uh, thinking, yes, I need to get into this one. I need to listen to it. And so finally, this prompted me to go and listen to Nerdette, which is another one of those ones from WBEZ in Chicago. So if you know all the This American Life stuff. That's Chicago is the place, you know, for the, for the, you know, listening. And so there's two hosts, uh, Greta, two, uh, Greta and Trisha. And in this particular episode, they are talking with, uh, Caitlin Dougherty, who is a mortician. And 
I'd listened to a couple of episodes, but in this one in particular, I, I just, I did, I wasn't familiar with Caitlin to begin with. And she has, she does a lot of videos about the death industry and talking about what it's, what it's like in America to lose someone and to bury someone and is very open about the process and what happens because it's not a discussion most people have. And God, I got really dark and really deep on this episode, didn't this, I? This is really dark. I know. Dark, I'm, yeah. I'm my, we, I'm my high school self. Your mind, but no. I know. <laughs> I've gone back to my high school little gothy self. That's all right. Um, so uh, she came on because she has a book coming out. She has a book that has come out called, and let me get the title right, uh, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes and Other Lessons from the Cremator. <laughs> I like it. So it's a memoir of her experiences and serves as sort of a manifesto of her goals when it comes to communicating and talking about the, the about death. And her video, her YouTube series is fantastic if you haven't watched it. So in I've got a clip here, and this is a pretty long clip, but I... I I tried to clip it. I tried to pull it down a little bit smaller, but I just couldn't because she talks about being a woman in the industry and how the death industry has changed over the years. And it's a little bit feminist and it's a little bit funny. And you get to hear everybody talking, both of the hosts and also Caitlin as well. Well, what's sad is that at this day and age, it's a lot easier to be a woman in the funeral industry than it is to be a woman on the internet. It's a lot safer. There's a lot more respect involved. In general, the demographics of the funeral industry are changing really radically, even just in the time that I've been involved in it. I have two pictures on my fridge of different graduating funeral classes from mortuary school. One is from the 1970s. It's just a solid chunk of white men with one woman in it. And then you look at my graduating class picture from 2009 or 10 from the same college, and it's mostly women and mostly women of color. So the demographics have completely changed. It's a lot of young women who are getting into the industry now, and it's just a much safer place. We don't have to be the woman who does the books in the back or the woman who puts the flowers out for the family. You know, we can do absolutely anything in the death care industry. And the internet is not quite as friendly all the time to, to women, as we well know. Yes. And what's sad to say is that I feel like I get it so much less than a lot of other people. And I do have to think about when I'm doing videos or when I'm presenting things, I try and make myself look attractive enough, but not too attractive. <laughs> Because if you're not attractive enough, you're fat, you're a cow, you're, and that's what it becomes. And if you're too attractive, oh, she's hot. You give my penis rigor mortis. <laughs> and, and you can't. It's almost like you have to hit this middle ground where I'm just this completely bland educational bot. Or you set yourself up for either of those things. Man, it's such a bummer that the internet is a scarier place to be than... Than a funeral home. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's insane. That's totally insane. Yeah. That's really interesting because there was, uh, we, we spoke about Hound Tall a few yes. uh, episodes yes. ago. Yes. And, and their most recent episode was yes. about someone who worked in the funeral industry really? dealing with death. And they're, they're very much a comedy focused show. So yes. they were asking all sorts of questions. And uh, and she was she was dealing with some very dark stuff. Yeah. And there was nervous laughter. Yes. And the, the people on the panels were trying to make it very uh, comedic yes. as well. They were trying to find the comedy angle. Yes. There were points where they all had to stop and reflect on their own. But that um, show does that. Yeah. I'll have to listen to that episode. I it's a really good episode, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah I'll have to go back one. and so listen to that. So it's interesting that there's a few different uh, – yeah, I, I don't, don't think it was the make... same person because it was, it was another woman who would worked in a, 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 in a crematorium and yeah, so yeah. forth. But I don't think it was the same person. It's interesting. Oh. 
all the morticians are getting out there. Yeah. Making the rounds. <laughs> now, hang on, because um, I'm, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works here. Because there's something that I'm going to mention that's not on the show notes. I was unprepared. I was unprepared. Oh, you were unprepared, but there's no clip involved. But I just wanted to mention, and we'll put this on the on the on the website afterwards. Yes. Oh yes. That um, Richard was he he was not here, and he was not on uh, any of the geek actually stuff. But he was actually on the ABC recently. I was, and he was talking about films, and he was talking about coming of age films, and it's a really interesting conversation. And there's lots of uh, audience engagement, and so if you're into films. And you want to hear Richard talking a little bit more, you will put a link to the recording of that and you can listen to Richard talking Ooh. about uh, coming of age films and what other people's ideas of coming of age films were. Mm. And there were some doozies in there. There was a bunch I'd Keeping forgotten in mind, about. it was four o'clock in the morning. I wasn't going to mention it was four o'clock in the morning, but it was four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> On so, Australia's uh, national network. Yes. Which so, is being, unfortunately, our current government is hacking and slashing. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, yeah, go support them. Uh, interesting. interesting mm, sidebar. Mm. Uh, two hundred and fifty million dollars was cut out of ABC and SBS here in Australia. Freaking By pure coincidence, two hundred and forty-four million dollars was given to a chaplaincy program that does so uh, does not stupid. does not support secular counsellors in schools. So stupid. So uh, just putting that out there for lovers of uh, conservatism. You know, <laughs> we got you know too much out there. But, mm. you know, make your voice known. But and look, I'm sorry, else, I've just had notes being handed to me from Dave, and I will shout out, if those of you who listen to our other shows and do like listening to us talking about film and yes. all sorts of culture, we will be ranting yes. uh, very shortly on the Geek Actually Network because uh, there, a major <laughs> thing is happening in Australia right now around the R18 certification of uh, games, which we fought very hard to get here in Australia. Yes. And it looks as though late-breaking news as we're recording – Literally, literally, yeah. it is being. Looks like they're going to try and repeal it. So, yeah. uh, and we're going to, and apparently, R-rated DVDs as well uh, in what? various stores as well. So, Ugh. I am Jesus livid uh, at that news, which I'm getting many texts from uh, yeah. both. Uh, both David, of your phones, if if you could see, <laughs> there are phones just vibrating on the table here <laughs> about at the moment. So, I just want to throw that out there. Um, you heard that clip before about Tony Abbott. That's who we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yes, uh, go and check that. We'll so deep breath. So there will be ranting. There, there will be, be ranting. ranting. Now we mentioned a lot of podcasts just now. A ton. Don't forget to go to podcastpillarfort.com and look at all the show notes. Absolutely. We'll link to all those link shows. To everything. So you didn't have to remember anything. No, no have, notes required. You just had to click on things and listen. Click and go. So click as long and go. as you have a clicky finger and and ears. <laughs> you don't even need to have a clicky finger. You don't even have you to have a clicky, clicky toe. You have something that you can click with. Uh, and of course, on that subject, we're just going to say about the R18 games. This is all just sort of breaking as we're talking. Literally. We're going to research it further and come back with a more informed opinion. Of course. But if it's what we think is going to happen, uh, we're quite livid about it right yes. now. So, uh, but let's go on to something a little bit happier. Yes. Uh, because uh, we have a little bit of listener feedback. We do. Yeah, it's the girl from Empanema, but <laughs> not as you know it. Uh, and I'll kick this off with some feedback we had uh, on the website. This this came uh, a little while ago. It did, uh, and I don't think it's positive, but it's. it's <laughs> I think we should take exception to a little bit. It says "Hello, Pillow Fortunes." Uh, kind of like that. Sorry, this is from Matt, by yes. the way. Hello, Hi, pillow, Matt. hello, Pillow Fortunes. I quite like that. I think maybe we should refer to ourselves as Pillow Fortunes from yes. now on. I dig your show. Thanks, Yay. Matt. Um, sounds a bit like Pod Gods. Uh, which one of you is Geo? 
Which if you um, listen to Pod Gods, you know what that means. Yes. Can you review Pod Gods? That would be cool. So we'd be reviewing a, a podcast. About, oh, that reviews, it's, it's too oh, meta. Jesus. Stay tuned for a short episode we're going to be doing shortly. Yes. Uh, I love 99% and the Smartest Man Pods. Uh, what not would be a good name for uh, a pods-inspired podcast. Uh, I like it when Amy says, yeah, she reminds me of somebody from Fragile Rock. I think he means Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. Uh, but it means I do get an excuse to play this briefly. <laughs> Down at Fragile Rock. Uh, but, um, so, yes, thank Yay. you, Matt, for your feedback. Thank we you. Think- That's lovely. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's, it's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, he. Uh, there was uh, uh, a few other bits of podcast. That we, we've had, uh, I guess uh, we're going to call it, we've, we're going to steal liberally again from another podcast. Oh, absolutely. say that we've had a few uh, tiny triumphs. Tiny triumphs. That is stolen shamelessly from Extra Hot Great. Which is which a great is, podcast. Oh, my God. Now, Extra Hot Great is uh, from Previously.TV, mm. and they were in a previous incarnation, their uh, show recappers, TV show recappers, and then they came back about a year ago and have started Extra Hot Great again. It is uh, by far one of the funniest podcasts out there if you're into pop it. culture yeah. they're so clever and and even if you've not seen the episodes yes their descriptions yes. of them are just brilliant yes yeah, yes so. yes so they retweeted one of our tweets <gasps> and because I'm such a huge super fan of their show I like I heard to, you squeed I think I squeed yeah and I had to email my, my brother and go you're never gonna guess extra hot great and yeah he was really excited yeah. too because they're fantastic so yay hi and extra hot great we love you some of our other tiny triumphs come mm. from some of the podcasts we've mentioned before absolutely and have interacted with yes Kate Lever from uh, Mamma Mia Out Loud has we've been talking about cereal tons so she's a Kate Lever is just a massive cereal fan mm. and we've heard from a couple of the podcasts that we mentioned last time Gilmore Guys yes lovely guys from that show and I have to say because of that show because of their podcast I've gone out and bought the first I'd had some of the Gilmore Girls back mm. DVDs, but I had to go and buy seasons one and two. So thanks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should also mention Mamma Mia. Oh, you mentioned Mamma Mia. Mama Mama and Verity. Uh, and Verity we should mention. Yes. Because uh, we have... We, we got mentioned. Uh, yes. We didn't get mentioned on the show. We got mentioned on their Twitter stream. Yes. And there's a bit of conversation. A lot of their fans retweeted us too. So thank you for that. Yes. Uh, but we do have an apology to make. Oops. I'm going to leave this one to you. Uh, <clears throat> in fact, it was, it was my mistake. So yep. yes, I should make the thing. But you agreed with me. I did. You enabled my mistake. <laughs> I'm such an enabler. <laughs> um, I, I did mistakenly say that one of the hosts was from Birmingham. Yep. Uh, she's in fact Scottish. Yep. Uh, which I'm, I hope I didn't start an international incident. Nope. Uh, I apologize. There you go. So, Thank you. Well uh, done. So, uh, unless you just got it backwards and she's actually Scottish, but she's or she's actually oh, from Birmingham and she's. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in trouble now. So, uh, go get him, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, cool. And this is just today, and this has nothing to do with listener feedback no. or an oops. But we have to say the wonderful people at the AV Club uh, have brought back their uh, annual best of readers poll. Mm. And you can actually vote for podcasts. You can on that. Now they have a pre-selection list. They on do. As well, they but. do. But 
but you can mention other things. They don't yeah. have to be from the... It, it, and I imagine Serial and 99PI they're and all there. this. They're going to get that. Mm. They're going to get up there. But, you know, if you happen to throw a little podcast pillow forward onto that list, we would we would, we would, would be you very appreciative. question three on that. Is that, it question three? There's a question three. Mm. You can just say, what podcast should we look at? <gasps> what a great idea. So we, we suggest throwing in podcast pillow forward. I wish we could, like, pre... <laughs> I've, 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 look, you know, I may have voted. <gasps> Um, I may have voted for this show. I may have voted for one of our other shows. As really? Well. Uh, but uh, so I voted for that, and 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 uh, Carlos Danger voted for. Um, pot- <laughs> I don't know. It's completely anonymous. You don't have to give a name or anything. No. It's just it's just no. a form no. with buttons and things. Yep. Uh, so please go ahead and do click, that click, click. for Podcast Pillar Four because yes, we, we reckon we're worth some attention. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. We fall apart at the seams sometimes. We, yeah, we get into cares? car accidents. Yeah. Uh, Sorry about but, that. But damn it, our hearts in the right place. Absolutely. Which is bringing us slowly towards an end of a show, Amy. It is. We're here. Oh, we're here. Number five, coming to an end. Oh, number five. I, um, uh, so, uh, for myself, Amy Barker, and the Geek Actually team, we're going to thank you for joining us today. We hope you found some interesting podcasts to listen to. And if you've forgotten them all, as I said, go to podcastpillowfort.com to check them out. But you can follow us on pillowfortcast on Twitter. Uh, that thing with the ads. With the ads. And the flavor. And the tweeting. Uh, and you can also follow the whole network. We can follow all of our other shows. We've got Geek Actually on Twitter. Yep. Uh, we can find out about uh, the latest episodes of Behind the Panels, which yes. is our comic book podcast. Uh, it's a little bit like little bit like Oprah's Book Club, but for nerds. Mm. Uh, or you can follow Film Actually. It's uh, about film. Actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but if you'd like, as I said, if you'd like any more information about anything you've heard on today's show, you can find all of the links on our website at podcastpillarfort.com. You can send feedback to feedback at podcastpillarfort.com. We hope to see you all here next time in the Pillow Fort. Good morning, baby. I feel a cup and staring at you for days. Is there a little corner of your heart? Cause you're on